Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome again to the Locker Room Podcast. As always, your humble host has a show for you today. And I hope, as always, your week has been going fantastic on this goddamn fantastic June 8th of 2023. We are halfway through the year. Can you believe it? It's just flying by. I used to always think when I was a kid that, you know, time was going by so slowly, especially when we were looking forward to that summer vacation. Do you guys remember that summer vacation? Who imagine as adults, if we can literally take the summer off of between June, July. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started. Don't get me started. Anyways, what is new for the week before I break down this tasty UFC 289 event? We got some good movies that came out this week. The number one that has been on my radar is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, the last and final one. I still have to see it. I think I'm going to see it. I I was going to this weekend because it came out, I believe, a month from now. It was um, uh, June 8th now. It came out May 5th, so... I usually, you know, nowadays, and I'm a little older, I like to usually go to the movie theater once they're a little less packed. So I was going to go this weekend, but it's still packed. It is still packed a month later. I even looked up the running showtimes for how long movie theaters run, usually about 90 days. So I'm going to give it about another two to three weeks, maybe, maybe one or two more weeks. But man, if you have not experienced watching a great movie like almost empty theater like almost empty if it's completely empty whoo it's like you got your own little personal theater set up right but other than that what else uh super mario bros we talked about that still have to see that guardians of the galaxy and i can't think of any other movies that are uh, oh yes 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 the spider-man into the spidey-verse the second one oh I was blown away by the first one that came out. I believe it was like one or two years ago. But I think that's another movie you guys should definitely check out. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2. Going to probably, again, wait, you know, another few more weeks unless me and my friends get together. But those are the two that are on my radar. Now, without any further ado, UFC 289. Now, right off the bat, It's not the best pay-per-view. Canada, I am so, so, so sorry. Vancouver, you guys got boned with this one because this is the first time the UFC is returning to Canada in three years since the pandemic. Do you guys remember that? You guys remember COVID? Woo! But this is the first time that you come back to Canada and you give them this disrespectful card. Is it good? Uh, yes, but on the scale of 1 to 10, give it a 7, 7.5. And, and if you're paying for hoo-wee, about a 100 bucks a- after tax, you want $100 for this? No, 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 no. This is why we go to the bar. Me and my friends, that's, that's how we watch all the events, man. We go, to, we go to the bar, we have some drinks, you pay your cover fee to get in. You know, you get some environment, you know, some ladies around, you know, and you just do your thing. 
So, anyways, what do we have for today? It is main event headed by the lioness herself, the greatest woman's champion of all time. I don't want to hear nothing about no Chris Cyborg taking on Irene Aldana. Ooh. And then in the co-main event, this is, I mean, they're... This this co-main event is carrying the whole entire card. We got Charles Dubronx Oliveira taking on Benil Dariush. This is the fight event that everybody wants to pay attention to. This is why everybody's going to watch it. And it is, quite frankly, just carrying the card. Charles Oliveira versus Benil Dariush. Now, before we get into that, let's just let's start off with the main event, Linus. This is interesting for many, many reasons. Amanda Nunes, greatest woman champion of all time, bar, bar none, hands down, taking on Irene Aldana, who is a hungry contender. She's 14-6, and six, and she is on a winning streak of, if she has what, let's see, let's go to her Wikipedia. She's on a two-fight winning streak, uh, beating Yana Konisaki and Macy Chizen. have not heard of these women before, I'm just going to be qu- uh, quite frank, and before that... Decision lost to Holly Holm. That's not good. You lost to Holly Holm in 2020. Uh, all right, we'll we'll scrub that off. And going up against Amanda Nunes. This fight is interesting for a lot of reasons. If you guys have been noticing really with Amanda Nunes in her interviews and before this one, she was taking on Juliana Pena. She's been talking about retirement for a long, long time. You know, she got married. She adopted a little baby girl. That's fantastic for her. And now when you start hearing a champion, a long-reigning, long-standing champion starting to talk about retirement, it's not a good sign because it lets you know that you have one foot out the door. And in this business, in this modern-day gladiator society that is called the UFC where the best of the best fighters compete, I don't want to hear anything about PFL or Bellator. I'm sorry. But in the UFC... You have hungry people that are literally chopping at the bit to take your position. You ever been at at a job? Obviously you have. Have you ever been at work and you're working and then you see like these other new people come in and then you like see that they're eyeing your position? It's like that times 10. People are literally eyeing your position. You can't trust what they say. This is a kill or be killed field. And on top of that, you're not talking about a paycheck at a regular nine-to-five job, an every two-week job of a paycheck. You are talking about thousands of dollars. We are talking about a business where if you get a knockout, you get an extra $50,000. This is no time to be playing around. This is not playing at all. You can play football. You can play basketball. You can't play fight. And Amanda Nunes... Love her to death. As I was saying before, she's the greatest woman's champion of all time. And Irene Aldana, she is hungry. Her last two fights were finishes. And if Amanda Nunes is not on her P's and Q's, I'm going to predict an upset to happen yet again. And we may see Amanda Nunes retire because she has nothing left to prove. And when you're in the fight business and you honestly feel like you have nothing left to prove, it is a dangerous position to be in, my friend. Very dangerous because these other people have not experienced what you have. They want what you have and they are willing to kill you for it. 
So my official prediction, I'm going Irene Aldana by upset. And I believe it's going to happen probably early on in the first or second round. We're going to really get the tone of what's Amanda Nunes is feeling when she gets tagged in the first few rounds. So definitely watch out for how Amanda Nunes is going to react in these first two rounds because it's really going to tell what is she thinking. Is she looking for the door or is she looking to stand there and prove yet again why she is the best woman's champion of all time? And now for the people's main event, we do have Charles Dubronx versus Benil Dariush. Oh, man. This fight has so many implications, and this is going to cause a ripple effect, a domino effect within the 155-pound division like no other. You guys saw in the press fight conference that happened today where they were asking if if Charles Oliveira or Benil Darius, whoever wins this fight, will they get a shot as Islam Makachev? Dana White says he does not know. Now, why did he say that? For one, they've been purposely keeping Islam Makachev on ice so he can fight in the Abu Dhabi card in October. You have... Dustin Poirier taking on Justin Gaethje for the newly BMF title. You have Charles Oliveira, who just lost his title to uh, Islam Makachev, taking on Benil Dariush. Benil Dariush is on a nine-fight winning streak. Charles Oliveira wants that rematch. And then you have Michael Chandler taking on Conor McGregor after the current airing season of The Ultimate Fighter. So when... Dana White says he's not sure. He's really just waiting to see where all these chips lands before he cashes in. And not only that, our boy Alexander Volkanovsky, the number two pound-for-pound fighter in the world, has been literally calling out Islam Makachev for the past few weeks now. And why is that? Because that last fight was super close and is an, well, I was going to say Islam. And Alexander Volkanovsky has cleared out the 145-pound division. Yes, he does have to fight Yair Rodriguez in a few weeks. But I have a feeling that he's going to win that fight. And then once he does do that, who is next? Who is next for <laughs> Alexander Volkanovsky? So Islam Makachev has options. He's either going to be matched up with um, Alexander Volkanovsky if he defeats Yair Rodriguez. He's going to be matched up with Benil Dariush if he beats Charles Oliveira. Charles Oliveira is not going to get a rematch against Islam because he got dominated and it was his last fight. Or Islam is going to fight the winner of Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje for the BMF. Or if Conor McGregor wins and beats Chandler, they are 100% going to leapfrog him into the 155-pound division. So, Dana White, I see you. I see you with that promoter hat on. You can't fool nobody. And that's why he was grimacing throughout that entire event. And I don't blame him. Because now we are in the age where money talks and BS walks. He's not saying that, but he's saying that. So... Overall, what do I think is going to happen between this fight? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Charles Oliveira, uh, man, he does get hit a lot, and we he gets dropped a lot. He got dropped against Justin, got dropped against Dustin, 
and he got dropped against Michael Chandler. And sometimes a Chen, uh, a fighter's Chen, just can't hold up as much as it used to. Unfortunately, we saw that against Tony Ferguson, Mr. El Kakui himself, one of my favorite fighters. And Benil Dariush has heavy hands, and he is not afraid to follow Charles Oliveira to the ground. So what do I think is going to happen? I think Charles is going to pressure Benil Dariush early on. I do believe Benil Dariush is going to crack him, drop him. I believe he's going to follow him to the ground and submit him. And we may see Charles Oliveira retiring if that does happen. Unfortunately, it's been a fun run, but that is my official prediction. Now, you guys tune in. I'm going to be doing the post-fight press conference review this Monday, Tuesday, and I will see you guys next time.